Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I'm your host. And this week I sat down with NYC comedian Nate Gibbons to talk about good television. Nate has a film degree and is currently writing a web series and has a lot of thoughts on what makes good TV, what doesn't make good TV, prestige TV, what actually is prestige TV. So if you're into television, you're going to love this episode. If you're not into television, get into television and then watch this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Follow him at NWG Comedy on Instagram. Uh, check out his web series called Hope Deferred on YouTube and Vimeo uh, right now. And as always, follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media. And if you're in New York City, come to Ope, a comedy show every single week at Ferns in the East Village. With that, let's get into the episode. There's a comic I know that's been fired from like six jobs because of his podcast. And he, he still does the podcast. Like, he's like, I'm not giving up the he's podcast. Like, this isn't the problem there. The I'm problem. like, dude, oh man, how many possible views could you have? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. not like he's got tens of thousands of viewers and he's like, no, no, this is going somewhere. Like, I don't know how many views he has. It's but. like, um, Corey does a, he like, tries to hide that he worked like Yasko tries to hide that he oh, does comedy yeah. he goes someone yeah. always figures it out because he just yeah. tried to get a headshot and they're like we didn't know he goes don't tell him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he's uh he's I guess I don't know he's he's a bit of a weird case we yeah. don't have to get into it but it is funny uh I don't know if you know Maddie Smith no and you probably know um she kind of came up with me but she's on MTV's Wild and Out now and she also had like an office job but she kept the job while she was on TV and she, she worked at this big company. Nobody knew she worked there. Apparently like one day, one of her coworkers came up to her and was like, are you on fucking MTV? <laughs> She's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just totally pulls him into yeah, the supply she closet. To, like got to find an NDA. I'm not letting this yeah. out. Yeah. Oh no. I've always told, I've always told the companies cause I'm like, they're gonna figure it out. And I feel like if I tell them, up front. I don't tell them in the interview process, but as soon as they hire me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do, I do comedy. Yeah. And then like, they're like, oh, okay. And it doesn't feel like I'm hiding shit yeah. from them. It's slowly getting out in my job and people are like, well, how does that work? And I'm just like, I work nine to six and then a couple nights a week, I'll do an eight or a 1030. And then on the weekends, the weekends are mine. So I just it's, go off and yeah. they're like, oh, cool. It's not that hard. I'm just waiting for like me to be coming up the stairs at three monkeys and it to be like someone I work with coming down and they're like, or, Oh, like, or like oh, your no. whole work party. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> they just rent the entire space. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm doing the show. Yeah. They're like, we're going to come to a show. I'm like, good luck. Cause I never post where I am. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> unless you stumble man. across me. I mean, it's possible. I like work down near McDougal too. So oh, okay. I'm like right around the corner from there. Yeah. So you got to get barking more. They'll see you. You'll, you'll yeah. run into people. Yeah. It's kind of funny. They're like, what do you do? And they're so fascinated by it that it, it turns, you could turn it into a secret between them, between you and that person. You're like, all right, just, you know, don't, don't tell a bunch of people all that. But yeah. They'll be all right. We're not talking about that. We're talking about TV. Yes. Which I don't know. Are you caught up on silo? Have you watched that? No. I Apple? Um, no, I'm really deep. I just finished yellow jackets. That's the thing oh, I just did. I watched the first season. Okay. Second season. Good. Worth watching. <sighs> My, I like I'm I like prestige TV but I'm also like kind of really low brow where like I was in film okay. school and they'd like show a movie and I was like that was good and then everyone would just spend the next 40 minutes ripping it um <laughs> so I watched season two of Yellow Jackets I'm like oh that's pretty good I'm excited okay. there's gonna be season three I was like oh that's that was good like I'll tune back in and my girlfriend brought up a good point she's like they just introduced a bunch of new stuff without answering any questions from season one I was wow. like yeah, but also if they have five seasons to wrap it all up, like you got to keep adding stuff in. But. Yeah, yeah, that show. Even the first season, I mean, the hook at the beginning of the first episode, which like I won't really spoil it for anyone because it happens in the first like ten uh, yep, seconds. Yep. Is you figure out like these girls are cannibals in the middle of the woods. Yeah, the opening scene. Yeah, yep. and you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be great. Like you're following these yeah. kids around, but then they like took this weird turn where they just turned it. I've I've kind of. There are so many shows where it starts off with a really original premise and then it just turns into a detective show. Right. That's yep. it. And that's what I was going to say about Silo 
is um it's the new like apple prestige tv like okay. very high budget all this other and the premise is that uh 10,000 people live underground in this silo and apparently earth's been annihilated outside mm-hmm. and there's uh it's poisonous to go out there but people are starting to figure out that it might not actually be and so it's very like political and it gotcha. could be really sociological and i was like oh shit that sounds exactly like my type of show yeah and yeah. then i'm on episode eight and it just turns into a regular like detective Great. show yep. <laughs> it's yep. like oh, i wonder who's killing people yeah. and it's like god damn yeah. it guys like can we keep can we keep the prestige tv like an actual prestige concept like yeah. something i haven't seen before i also i'm a massive fan of like the opening scene being a real like i think similar to like breaking bad's opening scene of him driving through the desert in the rv but like at least they get to that pretty quick like we still haven't seen where we are at in yellow jackets is not where the first scene took us. oh man yeah really still not still still not there at the end of season two right okay yeah i mean the first season was all right yeah but it's like okay they're cannibals but it's like season or episode four or five i'm like when are we gonna start eating people (laughs) right this is what i tuned in for well so that's that kind of brings me to my first question that I want your opinion of is like, what is prestige TV? Is prestige TV just high budget on a show kind of like Showtime or, or on a channel like Showtime or HBO, or does it have to meet this threshold of critical acclaim where people think it's really good at the same time that it's high budget and has big producers and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Tens of millions of dollars. I think having a big budget helps you get to prestige, but I sure. do think, um, for me, I'm always I'm always drawn more towards the character. Like if the characters are good and they have depth, I'm more in tune than if like the story has depth. I'd say the mm. only thing that goes against that, like I probably binged Game of Thrones like in like early pandemic. I held off, waited for it to end, and then I just binged it all. Yeah, and like. Some of those episodes that I know have massive, like Battle of the Bastards, Red yep. Wedding, um, stuff like that, like with the massive budgets, I'm like, those are some of the greatest episodes of TV ever. Yeah. Like Stranger Things, I think they do like 1.5 million an episode, um, dollar wise, and those are really good. But, but would you? But I think that's a perfect example. Would you consider Stranger Things to be prestige TV? <sighs> It's cusp for me. It's, okay. Uh, just because I'm seasons one in the last season, I really liked a lot. But like season two, it got a little like campy a little bit for me. I know. Sure. Like I love oh, it's a nine. Oh, you mean nine. him playing guitar to chase off the demons was, yeah. wasn't campy enough for you? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, like season one, Steve <laughs> Harrington with the bat. Like, yes, give me that. Season yeah. four, Eddie Munson. Give me that. Like, I like okay. like that. But um. You just like yeah. hot guys, is what you're saying. Kinda, like, yeah. <laughs> when Billy went out, I, my heart broke a little bit. Um, uh, but like, I mean, they're doing the budgets are so big. I think it's gonna get released in 2027. Like, yeah. Well, the writer strike is yeah, helping that's not with helping that anything. Um, Which I mean, it is. I'm pro writer strike. Same. I'm, but, I will take it. Give it to me in 2030 yeah. if the guys are getting paid. To, the, the writers are getting paid appropriately. Right. So, but I, I, I'm still trying to like figure this out. So it's right on the cusp, but like, what would make it prestige? Even like less children in it. Uh, I just I'm not a huge fan of like the supernatural mystery. That's just I I like it based in real life. Like, give me The Wire, give me Soprano, like give me real people handling real problems. Like, it's great that we have kids fighting the upside down, yeah, and wormholes to Russia and everything like that. Like, I love it. Like, keep blowing that world out of proportion. But I'm like. How big do you need to get? Like, yeah, like I like that they're like, all right, we'll make it back about characters. We'll make Will potentially gay. Like that's sure. I'm like, all right. They're like, for the people who want character development, there you go. Yeah, right. You know, if you're ever building a show, yeah. just make someone gay, and yeah. everyone will yeah. be like, yes, all right, yes, that is a hero. Um, the uh, does well, okay. So the shows that you named, I don't think anyone would argue that those aren't prestige TV. Where you got the Sopranos, you got. I'd fight them if they did. Uh, argue it. Yeah, The Wire. You've yeah. got. I think Succession is like the uh, the newest sort of. Yeah, definitely. Definitely prestige TV. Yeah. Does it have to be a show where not many people watch it? 
Because, um, like, not many people watch The Wire. And not a yeah. lot of people watch The Sopranos. Yeah. And it, but they both had these outsized influences on culture. Like, The Wire totally. changed cop shows. Yep. Sopranos, I don't Sopranos know. Sopranos changed TV. They were, like, the first series okay. to be in. Tony Soprano's the first anti-hero ever, pretty much. Yes. Okay. Um, and the fact that they didn't make him the stereotypical mobster, like they gave him in panic attacks. So it's like, yeah. okay, like he's not he's not handling mob problems. He's literally handling family problems. Yeah, and you feel bad for him. Yeah, I he's, think The Sopranos is one of the best family dramas. If he even was, if he was in waste management, you know. Yeah. Um, it was a borderline comedy for the first couple of yeah, seasons. There's and a lot it, of funny, and then, and then it gets dark, and, <laughs> and everyone's involved. Um, um I, apparently off the list you just have to be on HBO. Like <laughs> well, yeah, um, sure. Um I was going to say so a show like The Last of Us, very big budget, very well written, uh not really huge stars. I mean Pedro Pascal kind of was but not really like he was the Mandalorian yeah. but you never saw his face. Yeah. So it's, you know, he kind of became from The Last of Us, but it's a wide appeal zombie show. Yeah. My girlfriend's in love with Pedro Pascal. She's well, like, sure. She's like going through all of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've lost complete control of that. She's like, I would leave you in a second. You get Annie Bunsen yep. and she gets Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah. And you're both happy. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she's like watching Narcos without the subtitles. And she's okay. like, I don't, I don't need the plot, really. <laughs> oh, my favorite fact about that Narcos show is that um, the... Spanish they use is Mexican Spanish and not Colombian not Spanish. Uh, so nice. the Colombians can't actually understand. They need the <laughs> subtitles. It's the Mexicans That's who terrible. actually That's understand terrible. what they're doing. It's so funny. Uh, but um, yeah, last of I mean, have any of those shows that we just named? They never had, like the people became stars afterwards, or they really didn't do much afterwards. I bet Pedro's on a trajectory and. Um, Bella Ramsey, I think that's I think oh, that's yeah. their name is on a is on a trajectory. Um, but like, yeah, I, I think The Last of Us is uni unique. It's like the first show to do off a of video game like successfully. Maybe yeah. um, I think my favorite. I was talking to you about it at one of the shows when it first came because you told me to watch it. I was like, all right, I'm terrified of zombie movies. <laughs> like I couldn't get through the pilot of The Walking Dead. Like I was like, this oh, is too much for me. That was pretty into it. He's like got the horse and he's like yeah. walking through. He's covered it's the in dead. The little girl shit. turned around. Yeah. Like I know yeah, when she yeah, turns yeah. around, she's yeah. not gonna be normal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But um. Yeah. The last of us had a couple of moments yeah, like that where you totally. see the old lady just like her, her eyes go black oh, in the, in the yeah. blur in the background. But I feel like the pilot especially totally was filmed as if you were like POV video game. Like especially yeah. when they're like back of the truck, the dialogue that Tommy uh, and Joel are using is like totally what you'd hear from just NPCs in a video game just laying out the plot for you. And I yeah. bet that was like, you know, so well done, you know? I... I agree. So let's yeah. break that show down okay. into like, so we could do Stranger Things as well. Okay. Prestige TV, mm -hmm. the writing for Stranger Things, okay, like the dialogue, not Prestige TV. No. The budget is Prestige totally. TV. Absolutely. Critical acclaim, not Prestige TV. It hasn't won anything? Uh, I don't, I think it. Maybe not like Golden Globes right now. I, I think it's. Getting, I don't know yeah. if I count Golden Globes and Oscars and stuff. Okay. Just because I really hate those things. That's fair. Because they're all purchased. Yeah. Like that's the big yeah. issue. Is I I'm talking like, um, you know, Succession's probably going to win a bunch of Emmys just because uh, HBO is going to really push for it. But like The Bear didn't win anything. Right. And we'll get to that later because it's not on HBO. Right. But it's like, <laughs> um. Last of Us, the dialogue's really fucking good. Really good. But it's taken from a video game. Right. So can we say it's prestige TV <sighs> or is it an adaptation, which should never be prestige TV, right? Right. Like, you want prestige TV to be an original thing. You got The Sopranos, right. you got Six Feet Under, you got The Wire, you've got um, Succession, you've like this original artsy uh, White Lotus sort yeah. of like this is weird and only 12 people are watching it but these 12 people think it's the best thing yes. ever like that's what i think of yeah but la i don't know fight <sighs> me on this what do you where do you put it <laughs> i'm trying to like i'm racking my head i'm like i'm trying to come up with like 
a series or movie that's based off a book, so I could throw that in your face. Because well, like, like um, The Martian was, yeah, very good. That's based off a book. I think the series The Hundred is based off a book, but I mean okay. that's not prestige. It's another dystopian. Yeah, I've watched it in about a week. It's seven seasons. <laughs> I was like, I'll just hum through this. God, you know? damn. Um, do you do you actually work or do you, yeah, you just watch it's TV? Just, all it's day? just on in the background, like. Um, yeah, I've got. I've, yeah, I know other people that do I'll that. I'll tune in when someone starts yelling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how I'm I trying watch, to fight. Uh, yeah, sports. I don't think I can fight you on it. I think I can maybe just give absolute credit for like character um, adaptation on the actor's part. And I mean, season two, right? Because the end of season one is the end of the video game. So season two is going to be entirely still based off the world and characters created in a video game, but it's going to be entirely new. Well, there's a second video game. Oh, come on. So it is It is based off the second video game. And even like the episode where they're in the mall is based off the DLC okay. uh, of the video game. So they haven't broken too far from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just in this weird middle ground. Yeah, I agree. Like, so you were saying you went to film school. Right. What do you look for in a show? For you to like, not for you to say like, oh yeah, it was pretty good. But like, what do you look for? What did they teach you to look for in when you're watching to go like, that is very well done. That is that is what we should be striving for when we are making television, um, or movies. Yeah, I listen. I I could write a really good first act and a really good third <laughs> act, but every professor I had was like the sixty pages in the middle. What the fuck are we doing? Jesus. Um, <laughs> But for TV, I always look for, you know, because they pretty much taught us how to write to get jobs. It was like, write a pilot that has a hook. Like, sure. Because you're only going to submit a pilot. No one's going to want you to put down a whole thesis, four seasons flushed out because they're right. going to want to change things. Yep. Um, but it was like character. Got to have a really good character, have a good cast, uh, develop a conflict, obviously. Um there were like some kids there was some dude i'm like dude you need to be writing novels he would show up <laughs> every every semester with a new idea where he literally just built a world like usually wow. in outer space and like we would have writing partners and whoever got paired with him was like i don't i can't give notes because like i don't i don't know what this creature is you know like help me out here man like you got to give illustrations or something right um like I think his they were like first act should be about 30 pages he would show up at like like 55 because of Jesus. description and it's like oh god yeah oh my um, god well but for me like I always really tried to focus I had an issue of just making every character main character kind of like myself because I'm like they're <laughs> gonna have the most lines they should shocking think exactly it, like me you know shocking um, you went into stand up where everything's yeah. about you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you I would always just try to think of like what is going to be the overarching challenge and what will be like the mini obstacles. Like okay. I'm doing it wrong. Like I'm thinking of like shows. I'm like, Oh, this is a really good scene for season four when everything else has happened. Sure. that I haven't thought of yet. Right. Um, but like when we had like eight weeks to come up with an idea, it was build the world first pretty much. And okay. then it's like, build your hero, build your villain. Your villain doesn't even need to be a person like silo. It's like, can be the environment right. the hundred. It can be the environment, you know, lost last of us. It's a virus. Um, and then kind of from there, um, lost my train of thought because I was just thinking about how terrifying The Last of Us. <laughs> I was ter- I'm sorry. They were, they scared the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> you need it. Yeah. Your life is too easy in New yeah. York City. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the other thing that terrifies me is that like whenever there's an apocalypse show, they're like first place it hit, major cities. Oh, I'm like, yeah. amazing. Of course. Um, all right. So you're looking at character, which I think is – fair yeah oh man i i'm really struggling with this because i love prestige tv and it's one of those things i could tell you when i saw it gonna be oh yeah that's prestige tv yeah. white lotus there was or like uh on hulu um oh shit what was that show it was like the nine nine perfect strangers mm-hmm. did you watch that no okay listen hulu has ads i can't <laughs> i need i need uninterrupted you pay two dollars more a month and you don't get the ads i, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it <laughs> that's a uh, subway ride you know yeah one subway ride. just walk <laughs> just walk a little um the okay so you're you're looking at the characters when you're writing yeah. your screen are you 
do you how much do you care about environment how much do you think that plays into what is it good? because you've got like your your network tv shows which are just like up standard we're in east new york for yeah, this cop show or right. we're in csi miami or csi fucking hawaii or yeah. whatever like i feel like if you're gonna do that you're kind of out right mm-hmm. in terms of setting yeah um i try to never make stories like super uh setting based like okay i just think it creates more problems than it like opens your world up to um if you're because like especially if you do like a period piece you're gonna need to be pretty fucking knowledgeable about the air like i could never write like i remember i showed up one time they're like come with three ideas and i was like i want to write a show about like a corrupt politician like the pilot he's gonna be like a florida senator um you know controversial pro-life pro-choice state first episode he's paying for someone's abortion kind of okay but it's like it's a whole story that he's not actually yeah and then they're like yeah do you know anything about politics or their schedule i'm like no i don't (laughs) (laughs) and they're like you should probably not go with this idea then (laughs) like Uh, yeah all right um like i could never in a million years like um i know it's not based off history but like game of thrones could never do something like that Uh. like i'm i'm more like i'm gonna give you uh, an unreliable narrator or an anti-hero. <laughs> I'm gonna plunk them in, you know, Springfield, USA, sure. and the world is gonna come to them, and they're gonna go to the world um, more so. Because I just think it's like it limits you way less. Um, okay. You don't get snagged up on things, you know. Sure. There's not. Yeah. Nobody's gonna sit there. Which is not prestige TV. I'm not writing prestige TV. Sure. I can't, I can't do it. But. Right. No, I think very few people can, which is why um, it's so good. But the uh and i know a lot of people hate prestige tv and to that i'm like you don't like tv you yeah. like having something on in the background right that's that's which like if you want to watch the office for the 10th time go for it I don't right fuck. but like you're not watching tv at that point you're uh be like you know or re-watching anything right i'm but again, I told you at the beginning, I'm a snob about this stuff. My parents are both real like snobs about that too. Like I remember yeah. I, the first time I saw The Sopranos, I was like eight. Wow. Yeah. They're like, me, I'm moving to New York. <laughs> <laughs> they let me watch the first like four episodes. And then my mom's like, there's too many scenes at the Bing. Like we got to <laughs> get this get out of here. <laughs> That's why you're a huge it, titty feed yeah. now. <laughs> After like, every show, you're hitting up the flash dancers. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. She was like, there's a good character here, but we can't. It wasn't, that's the fight. It's like, it wasn't the murders or the like nefarious mobsters. It was just that they, where they operated. <laughs> they sure. Were like, Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, let's, you actually reminded me of something because my parents did that with Lost when that came out. Same, same. I was watching, I watched the first six episodes and then it fell off. And I would argue the first season was kind of prestige TV. Yeah. And then it just dropped off. That you, like, what happened? Amazing. Yes. I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is what I'm talking about when you make the world too big. They opened up the world to too, too many things. Big. Yes. I thought, so. despite the fact they're on an island, there's like, they're the others. And then there's this right. David guy, dude in the white robe, dude in the black robe. I was young when I saw it. Um, <laughs> I never actually watched it. They told, yeah, and then yeah. I just never went back to it. But it's like, it's, it's regarded as like one of the best first seasons and one of the worst finales of all time yeah. because they just don't answer anything it's like uh, it, it was left on and it wasn't like they got canceled like they wrapped the show up but right. I'm like you made it too big you opened up too many questions and you didn't that you didn't really have an answer for okay and that's how you left it so resolution is that part of what makes a good yeah show if, if you can't see where it ends when you start it i think you you got to figure that out okay like every project i've co-opted in my head or every project i'm working on with friends like like we um we're working on like a web series and we cast everyone and we shot the pilot first couple episodes like the first season's done and we're like we know first of all we're just hoping it's picked up but like if we just fund this ourselves in for four seasons we know who ends up with who people will come and go people date people do four or five episodes here and there but like we know where these people end up um Granted, hopefully all actors stay on. Sure, yeah. That's a whole other debate. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, I think knowing where you're going, like, don't pose a question that you don't have an answer to. Is like, please give me an answer, you know? Doesn't that conflict with what you said in your class where they were like, just figure out how to write the pilot. Don't 
don't write the whole thing because yeah. it's going to get changed. And then it goes to Hollywood, it gets bought, and then 12 people are like, this is what direction we should go. That's <laughs> why so I okay. feel like it would go, right? So you, you almost kind of have to compromise write the whole thing without yeah. writing the whole yeah. thing yeah like um okay there's so many cool examples i know of like stuff like um jesse pinkman was supposed to die in the yep. pilot i'm like and he's literally the hero at the end of the show right if you ask me um same show hank was supposed to die first season is like again such a great storyline yeah. um so like i think one of the weirdest things so with writing this web series it's so different from comedy i found like one of the big things is like when you write something and then it's filmed and then you watch it like that's the first time it's getting received so if you write a joke that you think's funny and then it doesn't go that well oh and then god, you're like oh god i did that oh yeah. no like um like with comedy like go up on an 8 30 and it doesn't work make a tweak at 10 30 it goes better and then it's like do it for three weeks and you have like something flushed out but yeah I'm like, wow, we should redo that. And they're like, well, we're done filming. So right. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is the final product. Well, comedies are fucking hard. And I think yes. there's a a reason. There's a scream outside my window. Are, there, are we yeah. protesting again? I don't is know. Is that what's going on? Um, the uh, It's probably a parade. Or filming something. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, East New York keeps waking yeah. me up. Great. Speaking That's of, amazing. Yeah, six in the morning. I'm like, what are you guys doing? East New York. Yeah, that was here. It happened here twice, which like makes sense. I live in the East Village. Sure, right. whatever. There's historic shit around here. I spent the night in Brooklyn. They wake. <laughs> I wake up at six in the morning as a film crew. I walk out at eight in the morning. I was like, "What are you guys doing?" They're like, "East New York." I was like, "Guys, are you following me? Like, how the hell? How many how many cop shows do we need based in this city? Right? right? Oh my god." I saw Ghostbusters film the other day, and I was oh, like, oh, go. like, man, I wish I didn't do my day job, and I wish I was on set. And then I remember <laughs> like, when I was a production assistant, and I'm like, no, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't wish no, I was on set. No, that sounds awful. Yeah. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. We were talking about uh, Jesse Pinkman ended up being the hero. Right. Like, just changes people make, like, how quickly a series can change based off the dynamic people have. Yeah, that's a good... That's a good point with the with the actors. Oh, we were talking about comedies. Right. I think there's a reason there are not many prestige TV comedy shows. Right. I think they're fucking hard to do. Yeah. Can you think of like any? I mean, you, I mean, you could argue like Insecure mm-hmm. or like High Maintenance. I will throw my hat in the ring of saying I think you should leave is some of the oh. best comedy on TV. It's so okay. divisive. It's so divisive. Yeah. Yes. My girlfriend hates it, but she like watches clips. She's like, this guy's funny. I'm like, I showed you this show and you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. If, any, if anyone hasn't seen I Think You Should Leave, it is, it's six episodes. Each one is 15 minutes. And that's and it's like all you can skits. handle. Yeah. 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 There's no, like, you don't want each one to be 30 minutes because they're right. too too crazy i am in the super minority on that one where i thought it was brilliant for the first season and then it just got old okay it hasn't changed at all and not saying there's not a couple of sketches that i think is good, <laughs> hilarious but like like the sketch where he pays for the person behind him to start right. a, to, to start a chain around. and then yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. around again to the drive-thru <laughs> to order a bunch of shit yep. <laughs> brilliant so fucking funny very quotable it's got its moments but like i'm talking about shows where critics are like hands down that was fucking awesome yeah this was like you could do it with a movie like bridesmaids right was that movie so good so good what is the bridesmaids of TV? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the only comedies I've seen get like a bunch of... I think it's hard because the way the award shows are broken out is there's like dramas mm-hmm. and then there's everything else that they say is a comedy, right? I think those are the True. two categories. So it's yeah. like... So comedies, which are considered like less plot driven, are getting knocked out by stuff that just comes up that's more plot driven that gets more critical acclaim sure. naturally. I feel like one of the ones that won a bunch of Emmys and Golden Globes was... um. How am I blanking on the name? It was a uh, Shit's Creek. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. But didn't that take like six or seven seasons? It literally got to its season's finale for it to be like hit main weight, like mainstream everything. Okay. They're like season for like uh, final season is coming out. So everyone's like, and I think everyone in their like late twenties is like, cool. Now I can binge it. Like, yeah, right. Binge it up to this final season, and then I'll watch the final season. Well, that was the thing. It was on Netflix, and then the pandemic happened. So everyone was like, oh, this Shit's Creek show. I've heard about that. Um, he got the Tiger King treatment. Is uh-huh, that what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I guess Arrested Development 
is the only yeah. one I can think of where, like, at the time, critics were like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. This show is so good. <laughs> and it is. And nobody watched it. Right. It got canceled. After, what, two seasons? Something like that. And All I know is Michael Sarah came back looking a lot older. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the new season they did was bad. But, yeah. like, is that as close as we got to prestige TV comedy? Maybe. Yeah. Atlanta, maybe? Did you watch Atlanta? No, I watched about... Um, Hulu, man. I can't do Hulu. It's mm. too hard for me. I got through like a season. I'm going to give you $20. Here's the thing. is Hulu does this really annoying thing where they uh, <laughs> they have their ads at twice the volume as their regular TV. Yep. So if I'm watching it in bed, I'm just like, oh, like every uh-huh. time, every time we cut to commercial. I'm like, this They're is very jolting. repetitive too. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Ads, it's just, the thing that gets me is the same ad over and over and over again. I think the thing, so I sell commercials in my day job. Okay. And I don't like a lot of the clients I work for. No. <laughs> I don't work for them anymore. They've switched firms, thank thank Lord. Oh, nice. Um, and I remember one time I was watching Hulu and I paused it and an ad that I work for showed up and I just turned the TV <laughs> off. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Your work is chasing <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, man. Okay. So I, don't know, I want to know more about what you learned in film school. Like as it, as it comes to writing and the web series like where did you start with that uh, so i went in to college undecided they called it exploratory sure. it was the exploratory program yeah yeah, yeah. it was a nice name they it put on it not a moron but <laughs> yeah kind of stupid like, at like, the you same did good time. on the sats we'll let you figure it out for <laughs> yeah, you right. um are you gonna give us money yep. yeah okay cool uh, get in here yeah. <laughs> like this kid did will figure it out this kid did a lot of community service all oh right um so after a semester, I was like looking at like the buffet of majors and I was like, I can watch movies as a, as and get a degree there in it. Go. And I was like, I love TV. I'd love to write TV. And so I signed up. Um, and then like the first, like, I didn't even know how to like, how to structure a script. I was okay. like, I, I didn't know how, like there's software for it. Obviously. I still don't. Yeah. So. It's very confusing. So I spent like pretty much the first year just figuring that out. And okay. then, um, <laughs> They do like classes where it's like this is how to make money. This is the industry. This is who talks to who. How to, get to make money? Literally, you don't. My like, <laughs> yeah. But the guy, he's the dean now. Was like, uh, he had us look up the net worth of like four people. He's like, look up Will Smith, George Clooney, Leo, and then like, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. And they're like, that's a lot of money, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, their agent. He's like, they all have the same agent, and yeah. he makes twenty percent, and he just shows up for a meeting. Yep. He's like, he's like, so if you want to make money, be an agent. He's like, I know what he said. Um, you got to be a good agent to make yeah, money. Yes. Let's, let's be clear. Yes. There's a lot of agents out there that have people making no, no money, money and they're not making any <laughs> yeah. money either. So, um, but like from that standpoint, I spent a lot of time watching silent movies that I felt was kind of mm. pointless. I was like, okay. They're like, all right. Like, we were watching, like, D.W. Griffith films and he, like, fully, <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, this dude was around in, like, the 1800s and like i'm not sure what he can teach me like he supported the kkk and he was like the first guy to make <laughs> films like i don't really know his first birth of a nation is like a crime it's like oh, a hate him. crime okay. yeah it's like a hate crime. i see um yeah those old movies are it's a 14 tough. week semester it took me like eight of those weeks to see anything in color like <laughs> i'm like all right can we please speed it up yeah um and i think for the most part i think i learned more from three professors who were all writing professors and more from my classmates than I did from like everyone else in the, the film school. Just because my classmates are like, they kind of know what's going on. Like I think that I've, I liked their feedback almost more than my professors a lot of the time. Mm. Cause I'm like, yeah, cause you have this, you've lived as long as me, you know, it's probably gonna be popular in 10 years. I'll listen to you. Like I get that. Like my three professors of all, they all, you know, wrote movies that have been made TV shows. Like one of them, Worked on like Felicity for a long time. Another one okay. worked on uh, X like X Files sure. with, with uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, no, the guy, the guy who, made, who the guy did made Breaking it. Bad. Oh God, uh, Some, Vince Gilligan. Vince yeah. Gilligan. Um, so for forever. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I obviously love your, I value your feedback, but right. also hearing from you know like Timmy next to me, like I'll take his word into account. Yeah. Um, I also just learned that like the film school I went to was like probably top. 25 in the country they say top 10 i'll give it top 25 sure um and i was perfectly middle of the road so it's like 
yeah, there's going to be people who write better stuff for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, and there were some people like, there are like 10 projects that blew everything out of the water for like compared to everyone else. Mm. And a big thing I learned is like stuff gets made. Like it is so hard to just be no one and then be someone like a girl while I was there made a short film, like a 15 minute thing. Um, and then she wrote a full length script. She was packaging it both and she put it out on like Vimeo. And then three years later, uh, PG 13, uh, starring rebel Wilson. I think that's the movie came out and it was copied. Oh, and she's like, what can I do? Like, what can I do? And the Dean was like, nothing. Yeah. Like you can go to court, but they have millions of dollars to just waste and they're just going to bury you. Right. So you're, you can put on your resume that like, Hey, you actually wrote this movie. You're not credited, but like, and it's like, God damn. Yeah. Like, um, Zootopia totally stolen. They fought it. And it's like, yeah. And the horrible thing is like the person. So that person who wrote Zootopia pitched it and the person they pitched it to just didn't say that it got pitched. And they're like, this is my idea. And they bring it up to Disney. Disney makes it. Disney makes $250 million on it because it's a very popular kids movie. That person goes to court and they can just use the money they made off their idea to just swamp them in lawyers. And it's like horrific. So I was like, I'm not sure I want to do this. This, Yeah. There's a, so that happens in um, commercials, the commercial acting. So a lot of times what, like there's a lot of stand-up for for people that don't know there's a lot of stand-up comics that do commercials Mm -hmm. because it's very uh generally you've got a very specific look and it's uh you know what to do you're you're uh generally okay and it doesn't conflict with your schedule right like if you're filming during the day you could still do stand-up at night um what'll happen a lot is a comic will go into the commercial auditions and they'll just be like oh you're a comic oh yeah just you know feel free to improv you know we're we're still working on the commercial script like all this other, and i so know the, where this is going the comic will say it'll like make be making jokes and like doing this and riffing and all that other stuff and they'll kill in the room and they'll be like i got this job for sure and then they don't hear the callback but then they'll see the ad and it's like that was my riff yeah. So they'll take the audition, the riff from the audition, and just give it to an actor person. It's horrific. Who yeah. is more attractive. Right. Uh, and, <clears throat> yeah. it's. I mean, it's not the same with stand-up, and it's kind of good that we can put video out right now because then it's like, no, that person's... But, like, who's policing it? You know? I could put out a video. Someone... Uh, Tom Segura could take my shit. I'm not going to be able to sue Tom Segura. No. Like, and, like, um, someone was talking to me he's been in the game for like 20 like brian grassi do you know him yeah and he was saying how like back in the day like you would just hear like hey someone in albuquerque is doing your stuff yeah it's like oh, yeah. okay great like awesome well there was uh there was a french stand-up comic uh who would come back to the states and he would hear george carlin set and then he'd translate it in france in french and then go back to france and oh, just do God. his stuff and he made so many yep. thousands of dollars and it took like a one person being like hey no that's george carlin's stuff yep. like i know that but it took so long he made so much money he was disgraced or whatever but he was a disgraced like yep. multi-millionaire yep. because he was selling out theaters and yep. stuff totally stealing the point of this is that we need to start stealing right this is what are we doing trying to create original content i think it's a losing game i think one of my favorite things is like um when you get off stage and like a comedian's like hey like i have something close i'm like okay i'm like i'm like okay my bad can i'm like can you do it just so i know like what not to touch on and then they'll do it i'm like listen buddy you don't own divorce like like, (laughs) other people statistically 50 percent of us out here telling jokes have been through it so my comedy is a little different for me because if you take a different angle like i found out my um my prehistoric planet bit was uh renan hirschberg also has it's almost identical Mm -hmm. and it was one of those like uh he didn't see me do it. I saw him do it. And then I went up and talked. I was like, I pretty much have the same bit. And he was like, oh, that's the first time I've done that. I'm, I'll keep it. Oh, cool. Uh, so we were cool with it. Most people are not that cool with it. No. He just kind of threw it off the cuff. Right. Uh, so that'll happen. But then also, like, 
I know two other people that are doing bits about their parents smoking weed, which right. I've been doing for two years. And right. it's like, I don't have a monopoly right. on parents, on kids being weird about their parents smoking weed. As long as the punchlines are different, it's like, all right, whatever. I'm like pretty knowledgeable to the point where like, if I know someone on the show has like an A joke that kills on a certain topic and I have one that's like B and I'm pretty mediocre, I'm like, I won't do that one because uh, I know they're going to do yeah. it. Like, no, right. be better. Right. Um, yeah. So let's get back into film school what is okay cool. so you're not very good at it is what you're saying yeah uh, i mean no, <laughs> <laughs> um you're talking to a real middle of the pack yeah film student uh, you know that's who makes it sometimes right um the you're a you're the nickel yokit nickel yokit uh, yes of, exactly uh, of film writing someone took me in the second round you'd be pleasantly surprised yeah. you know but it is like you were telling me how you got this short film made. You were like, oh, yeah, I just ran into a buddy on the street. Yep. And he was like, hey, we're working on this. Do you want to help? Yeah, that's. I honestly think the biggest thing in film school, other than learning how to format a script and how to structure a TV show or movie, is networking. Because I'm from a town where I was the only one who wanted to do anything like this. Sure. And it's like, okay. And now you didn't even know you wanted right. to do anything And like now that. I'm in a room of 25 people who want to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's like... To me, that's it, and it's so like you know, it comedy is almost to say it's who you know. Oh yeah, if you're I'm, like I'm sleeping my way to the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is I know. I'm fully aware. Right. This is <laughs> yeah. I gotta like slowly. Yeah. I gotta make some friends, you know, yeah, um, right. with some similar interests. But yeah, it's how many times are you gonna like throw your friends something if they're within an arm's reach of someone who might be better who you don't know? It's like every time. Yeah. Like, every time. It's true. It's true. So when you're like writing your your first act, second act, um, third act, you were saying the second act is where you struggled. Yeah. What is the tricky part about the second act? Because that is when I watch a TV show, mm -hmm. whether it's unless it's like a six episode miniseries, and I don't, I love a miniseries because mm -hmm. it doesn't have that bloated middle. Right. But like a show like Beef, did you watch that? No. Okay. It just came out the A24. I'd probably like it then. It was th two to three episodes too long. Okay. It was like Netflix was like, no, this needs to be 10 episodes. Mm. And so they just dragged it out. Okay. But it's that second act that they drag out. Right. They never drag out the end and they never drag out the beginning. Why is it so hard to write a second act that doesn't feel long? Okay. For movies, I think the issue for me is it's twice as long. It's as long as the first and third acts. Okay. Um, so I'm always like, Got a lot of pages to get through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I said, you always should know how the story ends when you start it. I just didn't know how I was going to get from beginning to end a lot of the time. Okay. Um, I've since tried to write some movies and I've like, I'm on page like 54 and I'm like, where are we headed? <laughs> um, for TV. Well, you know where you're headed. You just don't yeah. know how you're getting there. For TV, I totally agree that like a concise second act is amazing. Like a big issue I had with like Yellow Jacket season two is the same thing. I feel like in season one, like for the first, last 20 minutes every episode you're like oh this is the end of the episode because it's like so uh, many good cliff I'm like alright yeah. well this is clearly where they're going to leave it off and then there's like so many, there's like so much just kind of fluff in the second and it's like ah interesting eh, I'm not really sure I think it's like um, it could come down to the fact that like Netflix or studios are like you need to make this longer because we're trying to make a yeah. little bit of money you know um, well is Yellow Jackets are those episodes an hour each? yeah yeah I really like what a lot of these studios are doing now where they're like, nah, make the episode as long as you need it to be. Yep. Like with Silo, there are some that are 58 minutes. There are some that are 45. There are some that are like 35. I think and it's yeah. like great. I'm I think glad you end it. I think streaming will help prestige TV so much because it's no it longer. Has. Yeah. It's no longer a structure. You don't need to build in three ad breaks pretty right. much. You can yeah. just kind of write how you want to write. Um, you get the subscription money, you get the ad money in it, they'll put them randomly, and yeah. you just kind of move on from there. I think that that really is changing the game. Yeah. It is funny you work in advertising while you're like, no, streaming, it's better because it's no we, ads. We air, in, <laughs> we air in streaming too. We got Hulu, we got uh, Amazon Prime, everything. But yeah. So the second act is really just, it's like a, it's a length thing. It's a, there's, there's too much time to fill. It, yeah, I'm trying to think of something that has like a great second act, mm -hmm. and I feel like 
the ones that have a very good second act are the ones where the the end of the second act feels like the end of the movie. Yeah. And then the third act is another twist on top of that. That's a, yeah. I think movies wise there's some really good in TV. Um, yes. Second acts and stuff like like I think Goodfellas has a really really good second act. Okay. Um cuz like I feel like end of second act beginning of third act. Have you seen Goodfellas? Mm-mm. It's just it's like a turn as like a Henry Hill in the helicopter. He's like the main character. Okay. He's like a mob he's like mob related. Um and the guy's like never do drugs. Like that's how everyone's going down. You know, people aren't gonna do three to five for racketeering when like if they get popped for drugs it's thirty years and then they rat kind of right. And he's going down because he's he has drugs. Okay. <laughs> and he's like on he's currently on drugs and he's in traffic. It's like a Thanksgiving Day dinner he has to get home to his family for. And there's a helicopter just over him. And since he's high, he just thinks that it's for him. So oh, he's just like oh. weaving hard through traffic. <laughs> and it's just like I'm like, and then you have the whole third act of like the trial. And I'm like, all right. Sure. Um, okay. Pacing. If you have good pacing, you should never have a bad second act. But it's like I always struggle with where to put like what scene like that's what i think mm. makes if you know exactly what points to hit at what and i'm sure they're, they i'm sure it's good writers have it down to a science or it's just second nature to them but they're like yeah they, we naturally cut from this arc like this storyline to this storyline mm-hmm. i think a big issue i had is when you have like multi, you're supposed to have three storylines like an a a b and a c right ranked on relevance to the story right and I would always find myself really focusing on the A storyline in the second act. Mm. And I'm like, all right, well, now I've just wasted 30 pages not talking about the B or C story at all. Right. And now I'm going to have to try to wrap those both up and tie it back to the A story by the end of the third act. So now the third act's rushed because the second act dragged out on one storyline. Gotcha. So I think just having the connectedness. I see. Yeah. You got to have... The pacing. Yeah. You gotta have the the fluff. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I I imagine it'd be easier for like a twenty to thirty minute episode. Oh, so much easier. Right, like with a cartoon. You know, you've got Rick and Morty. Let's say. Yeah. Um, you've got Rick and Morty as the A. They're almost always the A. Right. And then you've got some combination of Summer and the mom or summer by herself or whatever is the B and then you got Jerry is the, the yeah. C or yeah. whatever and flip those B and C. But every one of those episodes has the exact same pacing to it. And it's, it's very formulaic in that like from minute one to minute three, all three storylines are together. Right. And then from minute three to minute seven it's a seven to 14 is b right. se- uh, 14 to uh 17 is c and then it just yep. like keeps flipping yeah. as it goes and every episode's the exact same i feel like how hard is it to build that formula because you you watch it you're like oh yeah it's just a formula but right. it's like a joke you're like oh yeah it's just rule of threes but then you have to do it for 10 years to actually figure out how this shit yeah, works exactly yeah um i kind of chalk it up to like you know, my sophomore year of college, I'm like, I've been writing movies for a year. I'm not that good. Like, yeah. I've been doing comedy for a year. I'm not that good. Um, Stuff like that. And it's like, um, have you seen Solar Opposites? Yeah. That's like another great one where it's like the wall colony. Yeah. Like, the way they tie the wall. That was the and- only part of that show I liked, I like. I'm way. like, honestly, make this I think a spin-off we and I'll about watch that. this. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I want the whole, that is, the wall is essentially Silo. Okay. It's, bit, yes. it's, it's very close to the same thing, minus the aliens staring Solar at Solar opposites, not prestige. The wall, prestige TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think that that... Um, it's just like the creativity. Um, yeah, and the fact that, yeah, good writers have it down to a science. Like, people who make shows like that. I think, like, the web series I'm on, it's 15-minute episodes, and that poses oh. a whole new challenge. Where really? It's like, okay. now you have to fit all of this you have no room in this yeah so you can't waste a line pretty much you're like like every scene needs to have a purpose and i think it's making me i'm like okay i'm finally in my wheelhouse because yeah now i'm like now i don't have 30 pages to fill in a in a second act that i don't really know what to do or 15 pages to fill in a second act that i'm not really sure what to do with now i have five and i'm hitting abc and then we'll tie it all in a bow and that helped a lot i think that um definitely like helped kind of hone it and now yeah. I'm like working on making longer stuff like I'm working on like a, a 30 minute and an hour 
Like I have a 30 minute comedy, which isn't that great. <laughs> I'm in like, I'm in like a writer's room and I'll just put draft and I'm, it's, it's with friends and you, it's nice to have friends read your stuff, but then you like, you want them to like, I'll literally post it and I'll just in the, in the subject of the email, I'll say hurt my feelings and okay. like rip it apart, like sure. rip it apart, yeah. question everything. And then I have like an hour long that I do the whole, like, this is going to be a really good season four. I just got to get there. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm building to season four pretty Ugh. much. And that, yeah. the amount of space on my laptop that that is taking up is <laughs> absurd. Ugh. I'm like, who am I going to cast in this? I'm like, I should write the third episode. Yeah, who right. yeah, 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 who's yeah. going to be the lead, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. That's how I feel with tattoos. It's like, I want to get a tattoo, mm-hmm. but I think of one piece of the tattoo, like the first one, right. and then the second one comes to mind immediately. And then the third, yeah. and then the fourth. And then by the time I'm... It's been a week and I'm done thinking about it. I have an entire sleeve in right. my mind. And I'm yeah. like, that would cost tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'm not doing this. And then I just lose interest for like six months. And then it repeats again. But it's the same like, oh, shit. Got ahead of myself again. Yep. Yeah. I've always, yeah. I've been thinking about tattoos. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> not, sure, I'm not sure I want the pain. Like, I have like, literally, that's a line. And I was yeah. like. I was, it was like 40 minutes and I was like, I'm good. Or 40, yeah. 40 seconds, 40 seconds. Yeah. I was like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> Get me off this off oh, this man. mat, you know? That's what your t- next TV show could be about. Yeah. Just real quick, 40 seconds. <laughs> just, a, just a short. I think you should leave, but even shorter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Has like TikTok and Reels and the sort of like, uh, minutification of sketches kind of changed to help people look at writing longer stuff too or is it very uh, is it considered like a very different thing so I was having a conversation uh, I'm going to kind of answer your question and okay. kind of not yeah. I, it, it affects me for sure I'm like I don't know if I can strap in for this like I know like I know people who will put a TV show on and then watch TikToks with the TV show on in the background I'm like, oh, yeah. like what? Do, do, how overstimulated <laughs> how afraid of your own thoughts are you, you I, will, I will do that if I'm watching like baseball okay, that or doesn't hockey count. That doesn't where count. I'm like I don't really care no. about it but if I'm you're like watching something, if someone, someone starts wrote, screaming I'll look up yeah. you know um, but I was having a conversation with someone who's in the streaming space and we were talking about the writer's strike and it's like, it's scary because yeah, you hope the guild wins, but in scabbing is wrong. You don't scab for work or anything like that. It's a good way to never network correctly. Like yeah, don't, right. don't break into the industry scabbing on a show when people are literally not making money to help you if you get there. Right. Um, but the number of creators on these platforms, like, you think they'd say no if they got offered something for like Netflix no. or yeah, exactly. Like, like there's so many really, really good people who do sketches just in New York, just in New York. Yeah. Like you could fund shows and stuff like that. Um, I think it's really cool because I think it's opening up where people put content. Like I'm mm-hmm. sure like if stuff doesn't get picked up, throw it on YouTube, throw it on Vimeo sure. and kind yeah. of fun from there, you know? Yeah. I think people have started to take kind of, content creation into like their own hands more which is really cool because one then you have no one telling you what you can and can't do or say yep riskier for sure yeah um but then you also have total freedom of where it goes and like um andrew schultz like most recent special did you hear the whole thing that happened with that something about him like doing a gofundme so he could afford it yeah and then he had money Mm-hmm. But okay. So yeah. like he sold it to Netflix and then Netflix was like, we hate this bit. You can't, we're taking it out. Okay. And he bought it back from them and then just put it up for a subscription and then made like 10 X what Netflix paid him. Okay. Originally. It's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, it's mine. I'm not gonna let you change what I said. I'm proud of what I said. Right. And he's just, like, I'll just do it. You know? And Andrew mm. Schultz is like, half the stuff I like, half the stuff is like, all yeah. right, we don't need to go. We don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> um, um but yeah, it is, I guess the, the other side of that is now I feel like studios do not take a chance on anybody unless you have already proven that you have a following. I think that's very true. So if you look at like Mark Norman, he's got mm-hmm. a Netflix special coming out. I think Mark is great. I think he's super funny. He deserves it. He had to put out two YouTube specials that each got like three to four million views before Netflix was like, all right, fine, you can come on yeah. uh, Netflix and do it. And so what that does is it hurts the people that have no money. 
Right. Because Mark Norton, to get those views, he had to work. He had to have a bunch of connections to get the camera guys. He had to spend a ton of money. He had to edit it. He had to do all that work by himself. And he's lucky that he had a lot of capital to do that with. Yep. But, you know, who who is taking a chance on some kid who, like, wrote a pilot but doesn't have the money to shoot it or the connections right. to shoot it? Yeah. Like, I, is it better for us that there's now, like, a minor league content creation yeah. that we have? Or is it worse? I don't know. I kind of like it. I know that, like, um, the first season of this web series that I'm on, it uh, we did, like, a GoFundMe. And um, the creator, like, there's five producers on it. They all put you know, X amount of money in. Um, we got, again, connections. We have someone who has a really, really good eye for shooting and an even better camera. So we're like, all right, all right. We're, we get a 4K camera. That's amazing. Um, we got, like, I was I was pro- essentially a production assistant. Like, I'm a writer. I'm like, I'm making lunch today. Like, yeah, right. Um, so it's just like a real small team Small effort. team mentality, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, I mean, yeah, it, it it's put almost everyone on the show into credit card debt and it would be considered <laughs> small budget. Like, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, that's no insane. wonder you can't pay for Hulu without that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all terrible. coming together. All right. I have a question for you. Yeah. So if you type out, I want, I know we came in talking about prestige, but I have two yep. categories. I'd like you to give top threes to, and okay. then we can just wrap this up. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm the host now. Sure, great. <laughs> and then we can just last de- five we minutes. Can just, the host. We can just debate. <laughs> <laughs> great. I'm the captain now. Yep. All right. Yeah. Just debate who has the better top three. All right. Okay. So I want you to give the three feel good kind of like all right background noise shows, and then the three where you would uh. like you would go to bat for if someone's like this isn't good TV. Okay. Uh, background noise TV shows. I'm probably going Parks and Rec. Um, oh man, this is tough because I do not watch background noise okay, TV. Totally My fun. background noise TV is sports. Okay, that's, that's what I put. <laughs> I right. will put on any sport. Parks and Rec is the only one where I'm like even consider just throwing it on. Is other stuff you just like you don't even like consider like even good enough to just tune into even in the background? No, or? Yeah, no. That's fair. Uh, maybe you know what? Let's go South Park. All right. Um. And like Family Guy was that yeah. for a while. I'm a where, big I'm a big yeah. Simpsons. I'll put this. I'll sleep, sure. I fall asleep to the Simpsons. And Matt Groening is probably like, "Fuck you for that." But yeah, I, yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll fall asleep to the Simpsons. <laughs> He's happy to have the views. Yes. Um. Best best three shows that I would fight people over. Yeah. Um. And I have. All right. And I will. Um. In order of how much I like them, Game of Thrones one, Fleabag two. Okay. And Chernobyl 3. All right. Okay. Okay. Do you like all of Game of Thrones or just... Because people people hate the last season. Yeah. People hate the last season. I think the last season could have been better yeah. with small tweaks. I'm not going to sit here and say it was great. Like changing the king from someone who didn't appear in season seven at all? <laughs> well, that's the... Yeah. So the other thing with Game of Thrones is I read the book. Okay. I read all of the books so far that they're out. And it does, I I am very confident because they said that the end with, uh, spoiler for Game of Thrones, but if you haven't watched it, it's been three years. So um, skip forward a little bit. Yeah. The end with Bran becoming the king. Yeah. That was supposed to be in the books. That's how that was oh, supposed to go. Okay. The issue was the pacing, which is what you were talking about. Because the showrunners of Game of Thrones got offered the new Star Wars movie. Right, and they took that. So they're like, we're so they this took up. that. So they're like, because HBO was like, do you need another season? We'll do another season. We're happy to do another season. You're telling me we're going to get more seasons? Yeah, let's do it. And they were like, nope, we're done. We're wrapping it up. In the books, I think it would be way, it would be paced a lot better in terms of um, being able to see why Bran should be mm. the king. Him building up support for being the king. Like, being able to see the entire past and future should make a pretty good fucking king. Right, like, yeah, yes, it's not yes. The, my thing with the last season of Game of Thrones is that <laughs> I wanted to see really high CGI dragons blow shit up. I wanted right. a lot of fights. I wanted it to look fucking cool, and I wanted an end to the story, and I got all of those things. Okay, Could it have been better? 100%. 
it, did it ruin the rest of the series? No. I watched like 70 hours of right. fantastic TV. You're telling me three hours of that totally ruins it? Go fuck yourself. That, I, I can agree with that. Can That's I tell you my, can I tell you my one issue about Game of Thrones? Yeah. My only issue with Game of Thrones is they made Cersei too good a villain. Where I'm like, every, every time she was on scene, I'm like, how much longer do we have to wait? Until she gets what's coming to her, like ah, like I'm like long time. Yes, and she doesn't even it doesn't even happen well. I was like, I want someone to get her. No, like, like, that's the Game of Thrones. That's why it's so good. Yeah. Is that never nobody ever dies how you think they're gonna no. die. I didn't. I think that was so good. Like making Ned start the like almost a main character. I'm like, all right, he'll be around. I'm oh, yeah. like, oh wait, no, he won't. <laughs> like, like, that's how the books were. I was he like, was, oh, how's yeah. he gonna how's he gonna get out of this one? <laughs> like, right. No, that was yeah. the uh, you think. Like, well, you, you think like Lord of the Rings when you're watching it the first time you're reading it. It's like, oh, yeah, no, Frodo is going to win. There's no doubt that Frodo was going to win. Yeah. But then Game of Thrones happens, they kill Ned, and you're like, oh, this is a very different yeah. show. Speaking about pacing, man, I tried I tried to watch the Lord of the Rings recently. Yeah. I was like, all right, first movie, this is great. And then I'm like, I'm first, like there's only first 10. First one's tough. I'm like, there's only 10 minutes left. He still isn't at Mordor. And I was like, we're yeah. in. I was like, wait, so halfway through the movie, he knew he needed to get there. And at the end of the movie... He's getting there. I'm yeah. like, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lord of the Rings is a little slow. Yeah. But, um, so, okay. You asked me my top three for bulls. What are, what are yours? Okay. Or what was, what was the follow-up? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just, I'll throw mine in. I just wanted to see what yours were. Oh, okay. I wanted to see where yeah. you, um, I'll go for, for casual the Simpsons for me is just, it's so easy to watch. I, uh, I'm a big, it's, we're switching it up. We're going unwritten. I like uh, the challenge. Okay. I'm a big challenge guy. <laughs> That's there's my a, equivalent of sports. Yes. Okay. It's just on. There's a there's a channel on like Tubi or something where like you can, it's just nonstop challenge seasons. It's 24 hours challenge. So I'll just throw that on if I'm feeling like it. Great. Um, and Parks and Rec is one of the best sitcoms all yeah. time. I'll, I'll totally agree with that. And Anything then, Michael Schur is uh, yeah. amazing. You know, people... We'll debate Office Parks and Rec. I'm like, they both can be good. Like, I don't think we need to have a king, but yeah, true. But, but there is one. There wink, is. Wink, wink, I, wink. Um, I tend to go towards Parks and Rec. Yeah, but um, and then I'll go Game of Thrones. Definitely is up okay. there for me. All right. Um, the Sopranos is almost becoming a comfort show just because I've seen it so mm. many times. But it, it's one of my favorite like prestige shows of all time. Sure. I um. I have like the books. I have posters. Wow! Like, like I, I fully. I'm like, oh, Tony, Tony Soprano I've watches you fuck while you're. Yeah, <laughs> <he's> <laughs> up on exactly. Your bed. I um, <laughs> I literally have been at like thrift stores before. And I'm like, I'm buying shirts, and my girlfriend's like, why? I'm like, Tony would wear this. Like, I'm like, <laughs> um, I like, I like, I, for Christmas, I was like, buy me shit they would wear in in wow. the 2000s North Jersey if you were Gen connected. Z doesn't give a fuck. This no, is <laughs> absolutely not. Um. Oh man, and I mean, jeez, I think I was too young when I saw Breaking Bad to appreciate it. I'd probably mm. have to watch it again to like put it there. So I would say I would still put it there, and like honorable mention would definitely be The Wire. I watched okay. that more recently, so whichever one I watch more recently will be third for me. I've watched yeah. The Wire more recently than Breaking Bad, sure. but I think The Wire is phenomenal. Okay, like, talk about having a like. That's a that's a show that's based on the world, not the characters. Because oh, literally yeah. every season is different. And right, it's they, amazing. they break what you said, yeah. which yeah. was like they're all Baltimore, right? They're, but they knew Baltimore. Yeah. It was they could get intricate right. with Baltimore. It wasn't like a oh, we're Baltimore and yeah. like oh man, I don't know. I hope everything happens here. Yeah. Like they knew what they were doing. Those, I mean, that's a good list. And all three of those are in my top ten. Yeah. At that point, at least where I've landed on these sorts of things is. Like, if you're going to have one of those outside of your top 10, if you're going to say it wasn't that good, that's where I'm like, well, okay, that's you're probably inaccurate. If you want to put The Wire Above Sopranos or Breaking Bad or Mad Men's up there for me, too. Okay, that's what um, I, that's on the list. I for put me. Sopranos four and then Mad Men five. But honestly, it depends on the day. I might they might be tied for fourth for me. Yeah. So can I pose one more question before you yeah. wrap up? All right. Similar. I do a lot of these kind of games with people. I just throw okay. if you could have a. If you could have like a, a four top at a at a dinner with mm -hmm. three people from fictional worlds, okay. So it's you. Oh you're, man, you're the head of the table, and there's three other. We can go Jesus. tit for tat, so you can give a little bit of thoughts here. I I know yeah. one off the top of my head. Um, okay, it would probably be Jon Snow. I would bring Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Okay, I feel like he'd be really boring at a dinner. 
Not yeah. a lot going on there. Okay, uh, actually, can like I not change? Not a lot of personality. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I changed my. I changed my answer very quickly. Yeah, Tyrion. I would take Tyrion. Tyrion would be good. That's yeah. that's a very good one, actually. Um. Oh man, shit. I might need to take. I, I, Tyrion might be one of mine. Okay. Uh, see, that's kind of the. I guess the thing that makes really good TV is that the characters are so flawed. Right. Like I'm thinking of like, like you're Joel, definitely, like Joel you're, from The Last yeah. of Us. Like great character, probably really boring to talk yeah. to. Also, just you're for sure gonna have to pick up the bill. None of those, yeah, guys, yeah, none yeah. of them are doing that. Yeah, I was like maybe. Oh, um, fucking Roger from Mad Men. Okay, yeah, I, I think that'd be fun with Tyrion. And then uh, let's go one more. Ooh, damn, this could be tough. Let's see out of those. See, I don't want to go. I don't want to go the main character from Fleabag because mm-hmm. she's sucks. <laughs> like she's great. It's a great character. Yeah. I love watching the show, but God damn it. Would she be annoying? Um, oh man. Do you have another one? I had one and then you brought up Fleabag and I'm like, she would be tough. Did you mean- <laughs> <laughs> so my brain went there. Immediately. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess. Yeah. Tony Soprano would be pretty fun. I'm taking, uh, not Tony. I'm taking Polly Walnuts. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. I yeah. think he'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, that'd be good. And then I'm trying to think of someone who would be like a nice little wild card. <laughs> Can you just imagine Gary Gergich at a, <laughs> at that table? No. I, I think that'd be a fun time. You know, he's picking up the bill. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh man, can I take uh, the nuclear reactor from Chernobyl? <laughs> okay, that's, great. That's yes. the character I want. Nice. All right, this All right. was a ton of fun. Where can people find you? Um, pretty much Home Club is Three Monkeys. I'm there yep. a lot of time. Uh, catch me sometimes at Broadway, sometimes at Grand Village, um, sometimes at the McDougal Pair. We'll see yep. what happens with Midtown. Yeah. And then uh, other than that, check out Hope Deferred. It's the web series I'm coming out with. Uh, When's that out? Uh, imminent. We okay. we got pushed back because of music, but those are resolved. Like I don't know how quickly you turn these episodes around, but it's on uh, YouTube. Hope deferred. Uh, I think it's two Fs. I've misspelled it every time I've searched for it. <laughs> and um, other than that, yeah, created by Reese Washington, amazing job. Okay. Um, it's about six broke creatives in New York. Great. Like, so. Something trust you me, know a lot trust about. me the, the writers the writers know what they're talking they about. know what they're talking so, about check that out if you can but other Hell than that yeah. yeah i'm around the city come to a show um ope from time to time Corey yeah, show done it before yeah. you did a great job yeah follow me at Corey t comedy on all social media and if you're in new york come to ope a comedy show every single week at ferns in the east village if you enjoyed this episode and you're coming to ope and you want to see nate on the show instagram message me we'll get him on the show that you're coming to great Let's do this again soon. Absolutely.